Hey, you did it. You found the Steadfast Life Podcast from Steadfast Life Coaching. Inside, you will find Christian life coaching that will offer you practical life tools to both receive and live from the gifts that Jesus has for you. And you'll experience world-class coaching that will awaken the athlete inside you. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to Steadfast Life Coaching, or welcome if this is your first time. My name is Jake Rail, and I am half of the coaching staff over here. Maybe my better half is the other part of the coaching staff, but I just um, wanted to reach out this Valentine's Day and kind of talk about my relationship with Whitney a little bit, and most importantly, kind of reflect on this idea of how do you maintain connection in the difficult moments? And I think that a lot of us get the idea that what we want to do is sort of uh, go for a walk sometimes after a, after a blow up, that there are, there are times when we're just feeling disconnected, not seeing eye to eye with our spouse or whoever we're in a relationship with. And, and we know that we want to go walk. But what I wanna talk about is specifically what do you do during that walk? Because it's really important. You could go out, and I've definitely been guilty of this, you could go out and walk and just ruminate over what they did wrong, how they should be better, how you're misunderstood, how it's not fair, and, and you're not really finding any peace in that time. You're actually kind of triggering the same emotions that were present in the disagreement or the argument, whatever sent you out on the walk in the first place. And, and I don't know that it's really the most helpful strategy to go out and vent to yourself. Now, I'm, I'm sure there's a place for that, that there's some benefit to kind of going out and treating yourself like a good friend that you would vent to <laughs> and going through that process. But I have found a better process <laughs> than that. And what I mean by better is that when I come back, I come back into my house filled with um, peace and, and not triggered and my emotional state is brought down and I've got a little bit of what I will call um, emotional adulthood. I've taken sort of emotional responsibility o over how I am and how I'm gonna show up. And so I wanna share with you sort of what that process looks like, <laughs> just in case your Valentine's Day doesn't go perfectly. So the first thing I do when I go outside is I take some deep breaths. I just walk and take deep breaths. I am grateful for being outside and I tend to invite Jesus into my process and I ask both Jesus and the Holy Spirit to sort of just come inside of me and I invite them and surrender my mind and thoughts to them so that they can keep me focused on the task at hand, which is in this case and in every case, my mission to understand more deeply and fully the woman that I love. The second thing that I do is that I start with what I know to be true. So my mind usually is in a, in a lot of chaos. And so I begin with, I'm on her side. That, that's usually where I start. I'm on her side. And also the thought that tends to come to my mind is that I have lived life with her and I have lived life without her and I choose with her. And so in just those two sentences, I'm, I'm walking out, okay, I've, I've done this both ways and I choose life with her. And second, I, I, I'm on her side. <laughs> like I, I, no matter what was said, no matter how it was felt, no matter how it was perceived, no matter what it seemed like she was feeling or I was feeling, I know that I am on her side. I am 100% on her side. 
And then I know that I have a priority in my life to love her and be in love with her. That's what I know to be true. I may go on further down the list with some gratitudes. I know that you know, that this is the woman that I fell in love with back in the day. I know that I'm so grateful that she's the mother of my son. I, I know that I'm, you know, she's had my back in these occasions. I know that she's on my side. Where, you know, I'll, I'll go down. There's a whole list of things that I know, and depending on the circumstance, those may come up. But but those three are, are really top of mind. I've, I've done it with her and, and without her. I know that I love her and I want to be in love with her, and I know that I'm on her side. The third thing that I do is I start describing out loud and for myself what she is probably afraid of and I really like this for me because I as a teammate I I can honor her fear I, I understand fear I spend a lot of my my time with fear I have a good relationship with fear it's a very comfortable arena for me to be in and so I, I just check on it okay there's a good chance that the woman I love is scared. There's a good chance that the woman I love is fearful of something, worry, anxiety, something along those lines. And so I start naming it out loud. What might it be? You know what? I, I think that I think that she might be scared because she can't trust me because she's feeling uh, betrayed or unsupported or um, you know that maybe she made an error by trusting that I would have her back in this scenario. Okay, really looking at it from her side, trying to get in touch with her experience because my mission is to understand her. One of the things that ends up coming to mind a lot um, when I'm going through this is I realize that she may feel that I am not honoring or respecting the courageous choice that she makes to trust me. I know that many of you who follow both of us have seen uh, information about Whitney's story. You know that she's she came from a, a rough childhood with a lot of inconsistencies about when she would be supported and when she would not be supported. And so trust is a big deal for her. And so when she chooses to trust me, it takes a lot of courage on her part. And so I can see, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't honoring the courage that it took her to trust me in this scenario. That starts to give me a little bit of perspective on, on what she's going through. The fourth thing I'm going to do is I'm going to actively and intentionally accept what is. Because I have a tendency to start playing a should game right here. She should be different in this way. She should have said these things. She should understand me when it was like this. And if she would only, then I could. If she would only this, then then this would work. Okay, that's awesome. What am I doing right there? I'm making up solutions that only work in a make-believe land that only exists in my head. What I want is real solutions that work in what is actually going on in this moment. And so I very actively and intentionally am going to be accepting with, okay, this is what what is happening right now. This is what the woman that I love is feeling. This is what the woman I love is communicating to me right now. This is my opportunity to understand the woman I love that's been put in front of me right now. And, and I really get into this pre present moment and, and I take a very hard line on accepting what is rather than uh, ruminating on, on what I believe should be different in my made up land. The fifth thing that I do is I then ask myself, okay, if this is what it is, then how do I want to show up in this? And this is where my inner athlete comes in. This is where you say, okay, this is the score. This is the time that's on the clock. These are the three errors I just made. That's what is. That, that doesn't feel so great to me, but, but it's okay for me to feel that. I'm strong enough to feel that. Of course I'm feeling that because that's what anyone would be feeling who just made these errors or is just experiencing this scenario. And so now, what do I want to do? 
What's my next play? What's my next play mentality? What's, what's my next adjustment that I'm gonna make? How do I wanna show up in this? And my answer is always the same. It's always teammate. I always wanna be a teammate. And I don't mean that to say like, oh, I'm just gonna cave and say, oh, I'm sorry, babe, whatever you say is right. That's what I wanna do. That's not really what a teammate does to me. What a teammate does is it, it prioritizes the success of the team. And, and it looks at, okay, where can I show up? What, what adjustment can I make? What role can I play in the success of the team in this moment? It may not always be conceding everything. Sometimes it is sort of holding the line or, or, or remaining, you know, holding on to the standard that, that I felt was maybe not met in this case. But often it is kind of somewhere in between, getting out of my selfishness, out of my defensiveness over what I did, looking for where I have adjustments to make, where I have adjustments to make. That's what teammate feels like to me. And then the last thing, step six, is that I then choose my fuel intentionally. And by fuel, what I mean is my emotion, my experience of the next time I'm, I'm gonna see wit. And what I like to feel is proud of myself. Now, that is not easy in the midst of an argument or right after a, a point of disconnection, especially if you've been accused and oftentimes when you recognize that maybe you have made some errors. And this is the secret to that. I don't mean I walk in as if wit is proud of me. I'm proud of me. And so I am now taking authority over my experience of feeling pride, feeling confident by validating myself, by reminding myself that I am worthy, that I'm a contributing part of this relationship, that I have something to offer, and, and I am, I'm bringing that up from within me. I'm not looking for that from wit, because if I walk back into the room looking for that with, from wit, all of a sudden now I'm in victim mode again, which is very selfish, and, and it just doesn't lead to, to resolution. So one huge advantage I have in this area is that I have a strong faith in Christ. And so this is where I can partner with Jesus to be a new creation, to own that I'm a new creation, and, and to uh, bring up my own worth and self-value on the heels of that faith and through the lens of that faith. Here's the bottom line. I have never met another person who has lit me up inside the way that wit does. And what I mean by that is all of us have areas of our life where we maybe tone it down for the people that are around us. I don't tone down anything for wit. I, I, can, go, I can go full out. And not only is she not intimidated by that, not only does, does she not give me that like, hey, let's quiet that a little bit sort of uh, tone or mentality, she actually encourages it. She, she actually like pushes me and really does support me in shining my light as bright as I can and, and shining my faith as bright as I can and, and being as adventurous as, as I can be, as being fully me as I can be. And I know that that sort of a teammate is the best kind of a teammate that there is. And, and so I can remember that, I can put it in that perspective and that like overshadows any disagreement that we've had. It overshadows any kind of dis, dis, uh, disconnection that, that I'm experiencing with WIT. And it really reminds me of my priorities, what I value and where I wanna take responsibility in this relationship. I believe the greatest thank you that I could offer her for being that person in my life, for being that teammate for me, is to seek to understand her. 
And so when I do that, when I take off, I take off on that mission of seeking to understand wit, then what I can do is I can let her light fully shine. I can see her fully and I can say, yes, I love you, fully you. And I am not intimidated. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to shine as brightly as you can. And I, I can offer that same inspiration to the woman that I love. Thanks for sticking around to the end and thanks so much for supporting Wit and I as we set out on our mission to spread this information out into the world so that anyone who needs it can have it. If you've been around us for years or maybe this is your first time here and you're wanting to take this information and make it a little bit more personal, there are three super fun ways to work with us. Number one, you can join our lifetime membership where we will help you build your consistency by awakening your inner athlete. The second way is traditional one-on-one coaching. We take on a limited number of one-on-one clients and we try to keep that number small and intimate so that we can make sure that you're feeling connected and supported. The third way is a client favorite, our adventure retreats. We believe that adventure is where fear marries fun. And when you've got two coaches as guides and the adventure shows up, you can't help but get unstuck. So if any of that sounds good to you and you'd like to take this a little bit deeper, you can get more information at www.steadfastlifecoaching.com. We look forward to getting to know you guys.